Welcome to The Young and the Woke, a podcast that gives the mic to high school students in Oakland, California to tell their stories. I'm your host, Young Wan Choi. Join us for each episode where we go to a polling station. I'm going to be voting for the first time for an Oakland election. We also ride the city bus. And my love for AC transit in general. And go on field trips. On this audio journey, keep your ears open for how students awaken to their sense of purpose and what helps them find their way. You can sleep later. It's time for the young and the woke. In this episode, I catch up with two students who were featured on this podcast before. Given all the changes that are happening in our world during the COVID-19 pandemic, I wanted to hear from young people, particularly high school seniors who are at a critical moment at the cusp of adulthood. Let's hear first from Fremont High School student Midori Butler. So I just wanted to ask you first, just like, how are you doing, (laughs) given everything that's been going on? (laughs) Well, I'm actually doing great, I'd say, because I'm always in the house anyway. But I mean, it is very different because I have to be a, a lot more cautious when I'm around people. So I've really just been communicating with my teachers and also trying to build a routine for myself. Even if I'm not waking up at the time that I usually would, but when I would go to school, I still try to have a set time and I try to set different objectives for every day to make sure that I'm keeping myself learning and also using online learning platforms so that I can still feed my brain and make sure that I'm still being productive. I am a person who loves to create. I love creating things. I've always been in the arts and crafts, designing clothing, computer programming to try to make my own website. My main focus has been making clothes, designing clothes. And also now I have a chance to think about what message I want the clothes to convey. Working on like shirts with like certain slogans that are like anti-hate or are against human trafficking. Now I have a chance to not only work on designing my clothes, but thinking about what purpose I want to attach to them. Up next, I catch up with former OUSD student Angelica Perkins online. She was one of the organizers of the youth climate strike in the fall. Here she is. Angelica Perkins. I used to go to Skyline High School until the the second semester of senior year. I was living with my mom before in Oakland, and now I go to Anderson Union High School in Anderson, California, up by Reading. It, like, has small-town vibes. Everyone kind of knows everyone, and the things that people value back home, people don't really value here, like, respecting race and, like, sexuality and identity. The norms are very, like, old-school. I see a lot of people who just are going about their lives as usual, like taking their dogs on casual walks, having gatherings at home and going to the movies and doing a lot that they shouldn't be doing. I think that they are taking it seriously, but I think that everyone's afraid, you know, and they want things to go back to normal. And if they're like in control enough to still be able to go to the grocery store, to still be able to take their dog on a walk and to still be able to see the people that they love and care about and enjoy being around, then it doesn't feel so scary and heavy. I think that the only thing that's keeping me from going like stir crazy from being in the house all the time is going to work. Even though it's stressful having to be around a bunch of people in passing, it helps me feel like I haven't been sitting in my pajamas all day, every day. I have a, a purpose still, the societal role that I'm playing, even though I work in fast food. 
it feels like it's something that matters. I have to interact with people still. And it's kind of scary, like, especially here, how many people are not staying at home. Mm. And I have a compromised immune system, so it's also kind of stressful. I'm just, like, hoping that (laughs) it'll all, like, magically go back to normal. I don't know. It is scary, particularly for people with compromised immune systems. But even for students who have a healthy immune system, there's a lot to worry about. Here's Midori again. My mother is basically an essential worker, so she does not get to stay in the house. She works, and she's been working like pretty much every day of the week, but I'm not around my mother. Um, I'm with my dad, and he gets to stay home. He seems fine. The news I like to be aware of what's going on, but I like to be just aware. I don't like to have fear pumped into me by listening to something over and over again. And all you hear every single day is coronavirus, COVID-19. So I've been trying to simply make sure that I'm keeping up with the facts and not with the drama, especially with people that, you know, are already dealing with anxiety. This is definitely a hard time because you already have anxiety. And then now, you know, it's a national crisis and it it just makes it worse. Senior year is typically a stressful time. Students worry about the scary transition to adulthood. For Angelica and Midori, their senior year is anything but typical and presents even more challenges. Here's Angelica. I am concerned about prom and like walking the stage and getting to do all the things that I like worked hard for. It's just sad when you're in school and you're like looking towards the future in your senior year, you're imagining all these defining moments, wearing a really pretty dress and going to prom or getting to walk the stage for yourself and for your family, you know? And even though I'm going to get my diploma, it it still sucks not being able to, to do something because of such a scary thing. I think that I've seen a lot of young adults who who did graduate from high school were lucky enough to like walk the stage you know go to prom do the cap and gown it's kind of making it a joke and being like haha class of 2020 is like never going to be able to see these things to us like this is like this is like the biggest thing we've ever done you know it's not a joke it's not funny it sucks and not being able to feel like there was an official ending or transition from childhood to adulthood sucks Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. let's not make it a joke let's respect everything that everyone is going through right now even if it seems little yeah we don't have prom we don't have graduation we don't have grad night I do feel like I am missing out on a great experience it's not like it's gonna kill me if I'm not able to attend stuff like that but also there were parents that were waiting to see their child walk the stage and there's students that were waiting on that moment so I think it bothers a lot of people because all the stuff that we had planned is just not happening it's just Mm not (laughs) I've been hearing people talk about just making sure that you pass just making sure that you get your diploma. But I haven't really heard anybody talk about making sure that our performance is is ready for the people that are supposed to be going to college in August. So that's really a concern. I apply to all HBCUs, so historically Black colleges and universities. I've been accepted into four different HBCUs. I am very passionate about African-American people receive an education and being able to express themselves in their learning environment. So I really wanted to be able to be a part in an environment where I could freely be 
that way without it being an insult or without people saying that I don't have class. So that's an environment that I never really got to be in. And I'm really interested because I know it's going to be a place where I can be myself without discrimination. And Mm. I'm looking forward to that. Like Midori, Angelica is reflecting on her life and future. I'm using my time here as an activism hiatus, just like taking some personal time because I love being an activist, but it is stressful and it takes a lot out of you. And so I'm just taking the time while I'm here to figure out what works for me in terms of making sure that I'm mentally okay while also being an activist. And I go back to the Bay in August, hopefully for college to SF State pre-nursing. I'm going to be a a nurse. That's my my end goal in terms of career. Well, it's the beginning of an end goal. And I I was thinking about going into environmental science, but I don't think that I can handle that emotionally. (laughs) Mm. Say, Say more about that. Talking about the climate is just stressful as it is, and I don't do it professionally. And like knowing <laughs> and knowing the facts that I, I know even now, like in terms of fossil fuels, because I work in fast food, there's a lot of plastic waste and it's stressful, you know, and nobody else is stressed out because they don't like make it their, their life's work to deal with it. Even though they should, we all should. I couldn't imagine going into doing something like that professionally, even though it's something that I am passionate about. I just need to be in control. And I don't want to profit off of my work for the climate. I ask both students to share their final thoughts about the future. Oh, this is a really weird time to go into the world. <laughs> How am I feeling about the future? I mean, I, I feel pretty good. I just have a plan set. And if something happens in between it, then I'll just have to work my way around it. I mean, I don't really think that there's much that I can do. So I try not to stress myself out. And I try to remain focused. If I'm being completely honest, I'm really very unsure. <laughs> like I have I have no idea. And it's kind of scary. But I hope that the world will like move on from this and we can use some of the things that we're all going through now as like learning experiences and that it leaves the world in a better place than it was when it started. But Mm. there's already been a tremendous amount of damage done. So I don't see how that could happen. If you were being like your most optimistic self, what would this moment be a wake up call towards doing? There's just a lot less pollution in the air because everybody's having to stay at Mm -hmm. home. We can use that as a learning experience. You see like posts on Instagram and stuff about people being like, now you understand what it's like to feel like you're not in control. This is what marginalized communities feel like all the time. When nobody's in control and we all just kind of have to wait it out, it kind of puts us all on the same playing field, on the same level. I'd hope that people use that to try to understand others better. One thing that stays with me about what Angelica shared is how hard it is for seniors to miss key rites of passage like graduation. Despite this pain, she hopes that this crisis will help us understand one another better. As hard as this time has been, it's these insights that make me believe that we can emerge from this crisis in a better place than when we started. And it's students like Angelica and Midori who will no doubt lead us in that direction. 
And that's a wrap. I want to appreciate Angelica and Midori for taking time to speak with me online while they were sheltering in place. Big props to Rose Core who helped out on this episode behind the scenes. I'm also excited to share that we have new art for the podcast cover, thanks to the amazing graphic design work of Cadido Mundo. This podcast depends on you, the listener, getting out the word. If you like what you're hearing, take one minute right now to rate and write a review on iTunes and share the podcast with someone who would enjoy The Young and the Woke. Until next time, stay woke.